What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Welcome back to Public Access America. You know me, I'm Jason, right? But you don't know our next guest, and that's what's exciting. We're looking to create understanding and empathy through conversation and information, and Brittany, my new friend, is a big inspiration in that. I am so excited to have found her on TikTok. I did that by going to double underscore blind beauty underscore on TikTok, and I followed that link to Instagram, which was triple underscore blind beauty underscore. And she has a really unique and fun perspective on being disabled and blind in America, in Maryland. But being blind as a human and being treated as an equal is a tough thing. And I love the chance to get to talk to her about that, being disabled myself. It's it's something that I've always wanted to advocate for. So thank you for tuning in. I hope you enjoy this interview with Brittany. You can find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and Radio Public. You can find us on YouTube and Instagram and Twitter at Public Access Pod. And you can catch our live streams every Thursday morning, 10 a.m. Eastern, 7 a.m. Pacific. What starts here changes the world. Well, I've got to admit, I kind of like it. What starts here changes the world. Because that is how it works. The average American will meet 10,000 people in their lifetime. The problem can only be solved when there is a kind of coalition. Once you are willing to stand up for yourself. But if every one of you change the lives of just 10 people. Once you recognize what your rights are. And each one of those people changed the lives of another 10 people. This is the beginning. It is not the finale. And that's why we're here. And that's why we rally. And you can change the entire population of the world. Eight billion people. If you think it's hard to change the lives of 10 people, change their lives forever. forever. We've got to be that something that Arnold Tornby, the historian, refers to as a... You're wrong. Once you are willing to stand up for yourself, then others will show up. Also, what about no children dying? That's kind of nice. Kind of nice. Liberation. It's an internal thing. their children were saved and their children's children's children generations were saved by one decision one person but changing the world can happen anywhere and anyone can and do anyone it, can do it. Going this way. adam guess what yes Wait. we're recording ryan ryan guess what <laughs> what we are in effect we're not bad. <laughs> so what starts here can indeed change the world but the question is what will the world look like after you change it welcome to public, to public access, access. America. I'm all favorite. Okay. <laughs> so I do, and in fact, you had a you had a TikTok, and you were like, "I use this app, C AI," and I yes. was like, "I I just found that app like a week ago," and so oh, I really? was really I was really excited that somebody else is using an app that I use. Yeah. <laughs> I've been using that app for years. 
sometimes. Oh, it, it yeah, does, is it getting any better? Because it seems to be a little. It's come a long way. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like most of the assistive tools, right? Yes, but that that one is my favorite. The okay. rest of them are a little wonky, but that one right there is pretty good. For sure. So yeah. welcome to Public Access America, Brittany. I'm, I'm so Thank glad you. you're here. I, I said before the show, we're getting a chance to meet some inspirations with information, and you are definitely one of my newest inspirations. I'm so excited to meet somebody that has a vision disability like I do. So hi. <laughs> hi. We're family now. <laughs> we're family. And I, yeah. I, I actually, I'm going to say, for credit where credit is due. Um, mm -hmm. Nikki J had you on the fill your cup podcast and that's where yeah. I, I heard your conversation and you, you're not really an advocate. You're not an activist, but you said something that it, that really touched me. And it was, why isn't there more black influencers mm -hmm. that are blind, you know, out there? And I thought to myself, this is how we do that. That's you. You're mm -hmm. that inspiration. And, and maybe <laughs> No offense to Caucasians, maybe we need to mm -hmm. like um, support that. Support, yes, yes. <laughs> and so yeah. that's really interesting. So I wanted to get to know you and find out like where you grew up. How about that? Let's start with where did you grow up? Okay, so um, I'm a military brat. So okay. my father is, um, he's retired now, but he was Air Force. So I was born in Guam. I spent two years in Guam. Then I'm, we moved to Florida spent eight years in Florida and I've just been all around Maryland ever since. So okay. yeah. I, I am actually interested in the Guam aspect. I was, I, my late mm -hmm. wife is Filipino and I heard a lot of the mm -hmm. foods are pretty similar. Do you, yes. do you like that? Do you like the Filipino food? Some of it. Oh. <laughs> it's, it's been a while since I've had it. Like I've been saying that I'm going to go back and visit one day. I just haven't had a chance to yet. I understand that. So yeah. what, what's, what's the, What's it like? Um, what's just what's it like in Maryland then? Because that's where you spent the most of your adult time. Yes, um, Maryland is it's across. It depends on what part, but it's across between like suburbs and city. So you know we're like about thirty minutes away from DC, and in one direction, and then thirty minutes away from Virginia in the other. So we kind of get the best of both worlds. Okay, and you like it there. I love it. Yeah. Are you are you in more of the rural area or are you more towards the city? I'm more towards the rural area. Well, okay. I grew up in the rural area, but right now I'm living in Baltimore City. Okay. Yes. I would assume so. that would be easier. I found that in being city. in yeah, being in more mm -hmm. of a populated location, I can get to everything from where I am. Yes, which is why I moved to Baltimore because I would have never. I never imagined I would be living in a major city, but mm. I love it. Um, transportation, there's six different ways to get around. Um, that would be Lyft, Uber, Mobility. It's um, I don't, Each state calls it something different, but in Maryland, they call it Mobility. And it's basically a bus that you can schedule, and they'll pick you up and take you where you need to go for like a dollar. Right. Um, some of have, them have area restrictions, yeah. like a 15-mile yeah. radius and stuff like that, but they're always yeah. in the city, yeah. Yeah, but you got to get smart with those things, and like you have to figure out, okay, well, I'm going to take this one from here to here and then catch a different one, you know. Yeah, that's an issue but, sometimes. That's what I always get yeah. nervous about. If I don't know everything ahead of time, generally mm -hmm. I won't do it. Yeah, um, 
with with that, I just don't like that is my emergency. You know, mm. like if I can't, if I have no money for a Lyft or Uber, or if the bus isn't running crazy, you know, the way it's supposed to, or I'll do that. But there's right. trains, you know, okay. or I just walk if it's close enough. <laughs> I love walking and I try and keep everything within a walking distance. Yeah. On a side note, I, I lived in Skokie for a while and Chicago mm-hmm. has this L line that's colored like yellow, blue, mm-hmm. purple, red. And I had to get on the yellow to get on the red to get to a certain station. Mm-hmm. And I was yeah. so, so nervous about that. And so my brother-in-law took me and showed me once and I was like, I'm going to do this. And I went on the platform and this train pulled up and I was like, that looks purple, but the purple <laughs> doesn't come here. I right. don't know what to do. And like the doors were about to close. So I jumped on it and I was like, Oh mm. crap. <laughs> but it took me exactly and, where I wanted to go. You know? Yeah. But in situations like that, you know, people are afraid to ask, ask. Mm-hmm. grab the nearest person near you and say, Hey, what color is that? Oh, purple. Thanks. You know, (laughs) we need to start trusting people again. Mm -hmm. That's one thing that they taught me in my training is, I mean, don't trust everybody, but take the information that they give you and you need to be able to decide for yourself whether that's trustworthy information or not. I think, I think visually impaired people are really good at feeling people out exactly. feeling their vibe more than we mm-hmm. hear their inflections you know we mm-hmm. see their body movement but we're mm-hmm. not paying attention i like to yes. say i don't i can't i can't really see what you're saying but i can feel it really well. right yes <laughs> so yeah i get a silly question because we were leading up to the to the disability topic mm-hmm. <laughs> and so i just wondered if if do you remember what you wanted to be when you grow up I do because it was so devastating when I couldn't do it anymore. Um, I was actually in school to be an RN. Okay. I um, I was a CNA when I lost my sight. And I was like, I got my books. I was getting enrolled to be an RN. And then I got sick. And mm. all of that kind of just came crashing down. So I think to myself, I have a friend that wanted to be a nurse too. And I think that it might have been a blessing in disguise just for that, that alone. Mm. It has to yeah. be so hard for our nurses. Yeah, you know, everything happens for a reason. Especially in this time. And now you can still do that and you'll have a, a different, unique perspective okay. and experience on it, you know? Oh, you froze up. Or maybe therapies or and there's always oh. a medical field, you know, where you can help people. I think that's amazing. Mm-hmm. I'm just I'm just always yeah. looking into that stuff myself. I'm I'm confused because one of the things people always say to me is, well, he's not bumping into walls. He must be lazy. He should get a job. But when I confront, <laughs> when I confront yeah. them with, what is it that you want me to do? Well, you could be a cashier, but I can't mm-hmm. see the numbers. Well, why don't you go to the money? Right. Well, how am I going to get to the dick, ditch digging job? <laughs> and so there's all these little things. <laughs> once, once you explain it to people, they just, they get it. But up until then, mm-hmm. they're, they, they kind of, they're jealous because they think we're just lazy people. Living just la- the yeah. And it really frustrates me. And I don't know how to get that out to the masses. Now. It's very frustrating. Okay. <laughs> it's very frustrating. So this is the COVID time, right? And I, I was just wondering if you've mm-hmm. noticed any negative effects of it from more of a disability assistance point of view. Do you know what I mean? Um... Let's see, have I, um, actually, so I, um, 
I was working with a organization called DORS, D-O-R-S, Division okay. of Rehabilitation Services. They're really good for anybody who needs help. Like they're, they're for more than just blind people. They're just people with disabilities, period, like handicapped in a wheelchair, um, autistic, things like that. Um, and I was taking classes to teach me how to use a computer non-visually so that I can get a job working in an office. Um, and that all kind of came to a halt because I was really in search for a job. I, you know, so COVID has stopped that and I haven't been in class because they shut the whole building down. So, you know, I'm just kind of like, you know, in limbo (laughs) waiting for them to open back up. I'm a little more isolated in where people that would be willing Mm -hmm. to help me just, they're not doing that type. I stare at stuff in the grocery store. And I don't know because I'm seeing just colors. And a lot of times people will walk mm-hmm. up and they'll say, what are you looking for? And I'll strike up a conversation. But that kind of stuff isn't mm-hmm. happening anymore. You know what I mean? Oh, so. yeah, yeah. So I usually I take a, a trusted family member to the grocery store. Or um, a lot of people don't know this, but, you know, by law, an employee has to help you. So right. I'll go in the store and I'll go to the customer service counter and I'll say, hey, can I get a shopper? We stay social distance. We wear our masks. And that's my help. I really um, like that. I've seen that in the stores before. Yes. I've never. I'm one of those people that thinks that all, mm-hmm. the, all the services are for other people that really need it. And I so I really try and do yeah. everything I can on my own. But the Fill Your Cup podcast really... Mm-hmm really changed my point of view on that. There was a conversation about um, inter- interdependency that I really found interesting. So mm-hmm. I can't wait to find out more yeah. about that. Because I'm, I'm a little, I'm, I have a little bit of pride. <laughs> yeah. And that's, that is a lot of people's issues, like carrying their cane, too much pride. They don't want to carry the cane. They don't want to ask for help. But yeah. I tell people all the time, once you let that pride go, it, it gets so much easier. So really much easier does. when you let the pride go. It does. <laughs> it really does. I think finding the trusted people like you're talking about to uh mm-hmm. they know me, so they know how to help mm-hmm. me or you know how to right. my, my friend works yeah. the um credit card machine for me, you know, because a lot of times I can't mm-hmm. read the screen. Oh. But he, he's yeah. embar- he's embarrassed by that because he thinks it looks weird. So he'll tell the cashier he's, he's legally <clears throat> blind. So I help him out. And he does that every time, which embarrasses mm-hmm. me, but it's something that's right. Acceptable. You don't have it, to do you that. <laughs> you're right. But, yeah. You know, he, we used to walk into a, a restaurant and I follow him because <laughs> he's 380 pounds, six foot four. I follow him mm-hmm. <laughs> and he would it, walk it's into easy the to place. follow. Right. right. But he has this big voice and he would mm-hmm. say, all right, I'll read you the menu. I know you're blind and can't. And he would be very vocal <laughs> about it. And I finally, I had to tell him, you're kind of embarrassing me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I have that issue too. I have to tell people that a lot, but like I tell people all the time, you treat people how to, I mean, you teach people how to treat you. So even my family member, when I first went through the change, my family members, they would do things like that. And I had to teach them like, you don't, you know, you don't have to do all that. Just is what it is, you know. That That's so. going to bring me to a question that I had for you. And that was, you you had talked about really loving the aspect of educating people and just being who you are mm-hmm. 
in the beauty salon mm-hmm. where you said you had to you had to deck out deck yourself out to the nines just to get attention and uh respect yeah and and I really appreciate that, but I find myself having to having to educate people I don't really I think that should already be educated. I don't mind educating my friends and yes. family and new people I meet yeah. but uh, like at the doctor's mm-hmm. office or at a bus station yes. or at a grocery <laughs> yes. store, having to educate <clears throat> exactly. them on how to treat somebody equally is really mm-hmm. amazing to me. And so it's like, I thought you're a doctor. They don't teach you this. <laughs> yeah, I definitely get it. Right. And so I don't know. I wanted to ask if you, if you've already encountered that, I, I had a sister that would, she would grab my arm and lead me. And I, I loved it when my sister did it, but I hate when a stranger just walks up and tries to help mm-hmm. me. I don't know, maybe in mm-hmm. the wrong way when I'm asking for help, I don't mind it. But when I'm doing, mm-hmm. I'm doing fine. <laughs> I don't need, so right. is, is right. that, do you see people overcompensating to help you that really just mm-hmm. don't need to? Yes. Yes. And then when you tell them that you don't have to do that, they get upset with you. So (laughs) I find myself just letting them do it. Like if it makes you happy, then okay. I really don't need you to do it. But I tell people all the time, if I, if I need help, I'll ask. And then mm -hmm. another side note, do do you think people think that you're less intelligent because you're blind? Yes, they do. Most definitely they do. (laughs) Okay. I mean, um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> you, you had mentioned something, <laughs> something about, I'm trying to remember what you had said about that. Somebody dragging you across the street. All you wanted to do was go to Starbucks. You know what I mean? I and so, to go to Starbucks. They yeah. felt like I didn't need to be at Starbucks, I guess. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. uh, somebody I work with, they wanted to go play a video game for a while. They were all getting together to play a video game. And I, I told him, I was mm-hmm. like, I just, I can't do that. I don't have the site for that. And he told me, he's like, mm-hmm. I, I totally, I totally forgot that you had that disability. <clears throat> I'm so sorry. And that made me one of the happiest mm-hmm. people for about a week that I could go on and people could forget that I was blind. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, so. yeah. People forget that I'm blind too sometimes. have to remind them. Yeah. <laughs> Like I have people send me, yeah, I have people send me like a meme or something and they're like, ah, and I'm like, you, I can't see the words. <laughs> you know, I can't see that. And they're like, oh, I forgot. I'm so sorry. But I love that, <laughs> right? I love that. Yeah. That makes me so happy. So that means you see me. I'm just me to you. Right. That means, <laughs> yeah. That's right. But I, I, I yeah. think about all the tags. I think about all the tags that we all have to handle. And so I think I should embrace my mm-hmm. blindness and be, begin advocating for it. I'm, I'm Please, so proud of proving, it. I'm so proud of proving to mm-hmm. the public that I'm self-sufficient, that I don't really realize mm-hmm. that I'm, that I'm creating ignorance as I go. Yes. Yeah. yes. Or avoid, avoiding the chance. Um, I tell people all the time, acceptance, accept yourself for who you are and educate yourself like even though it is you you still have to educate yourself about blindness otherwise you'll find yourself perpetuating the stereotype Mm. and you know so i tell people dig deep google there's training centers you know so no i really like that statement 
it's a, it's something I have a hard time mm-hmm. doing. I'm I'm happy to help people and promote mm-hmm. them, but I'm rarely promoting myself. We do we do work with a show called Cooking Without Looking podcast, and mm-hmm. it's really interesting. People, disabled people, cooking is always fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> messy, but it's fine. You had that. You had the. You had the spice technique, right? I'm going yes. to get a little bit into your TikToks because you you began telling your story. Yeah. Uh, about how you lost your sight and everything, mm-hmm. and I was really excited. I've watched them all. I, I mean, everyone I could, and I've tried to hurt mm-hmm. them. And uh, are you double underscore blind beauty underscore yes. on yes. TikTok as well as yes. Instagram? Okay. Um, Instagram is three underscores blind beauty. Mm, I'm glad and you said then, that. Yes. Yeah. But um, I really don't remember. I think I am double. I, I think on TikTok I had to do it different. So it is two underscores Bomb Beauty and then an underscore. So. Okay. We'll put it in the description portion so people can follow <laughs> and, and okay. learn it. But here's a chance. Here's a chance to learn about your story without having to go mm-hmm. through one minute clips. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, and I, always, I think people can relate to everyone's struggle in a, in a abstract way, if mm-hmm. it's not a direct way. So how did you actually lose your sight? So um, I lost my sight to pseudotumor cerebri, also known as intracranial hypertension. And that is when your brain creates too much fluid and there's nowhere for it to go in your skull so it creates like pressure and the pressure builds up on your optic nerves and your optic nerves begin to damage so depending on how long you go that way and how much damage they do depends on how much sight some people um the last time i checked the statistics were one in 10 people actually go blind from it and every um, the other nine can get their sight back. So I just happen to be that unlucky one. Okay. Mm-hmm. And you, you you have no sight in one eye, and you have your mm-hmm. peripheral a bit in the in the other eye. Yes. Yes. Okay. I have a detached retina in my right eye and macular degeneration in both. So mm-hmm. I have a similar sort of right um, diagnosis. Do you remember how you felt? Do you remember how you felt when you first got the news that something was wrong like that and they were going to have to fix it? Um, I do remember how I felt. I try to keep, I try to put it in the back of my mind, but <laughs> it, it was very disheartening. Um, okay. I mourn, it was definitely a mourning process. Um, it, I was, I spent about a mm, couple months depressed in the bed crying, but I was, decided it's either sink or swim right i can't just lay here crying all day i gotta get up and help myself otherwise i'll waste away <laughs> so right okay mm-hmm. i think that's what we all read i did the exact same thing so yeah and then what was the process like because i heard you say they had to put a shunt in your head yeah to relieve the pressure yeah and then what what kind of what kind of um surgeries and stuff did you have this is so me. I, I didn't have this written down. I'm sorry. Okay. Um, I had two surgeries. So um, from the beginning, they they didn't want to be too. In, they didn't want to have to do anything invasive. So it was just a matter of eating healthy, exercising, and diamox. But then okay. when they realized that wasn't enough, they did optic um, optic nerve penetration. 
And that's where they put slits in your optic nerves to so that the, the pressure can go through mm. instead of just building up. And then that, it helped, but it didn't do enough. Okay. So then that's when they did, they installed the shunt in my skull. And that, that, that's what they did. Like, as soon as they did that, it stabilized. So, and I've been fine. I mean, I know they say people have to get their shunts redone and I can't worry about that right now. We're, I'm one step at a time. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. It's working wow. for now. I love that. I am so yeah. happy that there was a successful story behind that one. Yeah. Do you remember uh, who was who was with you during that? I mean, did you have oh, support? Oh, I definitely did. Um, my dad and my mom they they said they took turns staying nights in the hospital with me. Um, I have a lot of my family members worked in the hospital that I was admitted in, so on their lunch breaks they would come see me. Um, I have family members that stopped by. Um, I had an aunt that worked in um, what is um, post, like, you know, after your operation. Um, so she was my nurse taking care of me after my surgeries. So That's there was plenty amazing. of family. Yeah. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, it was pretty fun. Well, not that okay. part, not losing my sight, but having my family was pretty cool. Sure. Yeah. I mean, you you never see this for what it is until you start using it as a useful tool, I think. Yeah. I, we're all built in a different... I, I say this all the time. If if we could do everything by ourselves, then there would only be one person on the planet. Only and one, so, right. <laughs> I'm really yeah. happy you're, you're on the planet with me. Yeah. So <laughs> stereotypes. Let's get back to some stereotypes. Okay. This is, this is always my funnest part. We're trying to <laughs> we're trying to create um, understanding and empathy through mm-hmm. mocking. So we're gonna mock people a bit for some of the things they say to us. <laughs> okay. Um. That's so, for starters. Oh, the, first? Yeah. How about the first one? I I saw okay. one of your videos was how do you see the comments if you're blind? Yes. <laughs> Um, and I really get tired of explaining that one, like voiceover for <laughs> iPhone, talk back. I, I don't, I don't know what it is. Like, I don't know if they don't believe me when I tell them that that's that I'm using a screen reader. Right. But yeah, or people just don't, they're lazy and they don't want to look it up for themselves to understand how it works. I so, think it's a little of both. What, what screen yeah. reader app do you use? So I don't have an app. It, iPhones come with it. So okay, I got you. Just, you. you would just go into your settings and turn it on, and it's called VoiceOver. And um, Droid phones is TalkBack, and it's already installed on the phone. You don't have to download anything. Nothing. It's under accessibility. It is. We could go mm-hmm. through the accessibilities and talk about all the wonderful features. Yes, I use. They're, they're great. I use, I use a Mac, a Mac, an iPhone. I just yep. got the new iPhone yep. and an I, iPad mm-hmm. Pro. And I yep. want to say I, I, use, those. I use the double tap Zoom. And uh-huh. people understand that instantly. How do you read that? And then I double tap and zoom it to the size right. I can see it. Mm-hmm. And they're like, whoa, you can only right. read is? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. I find it easier to just use a screen reader, though, because it's faster. Okay. And it's less strain on your eyes. Because the more strain you put on your eyes, I feel like, in, you know, you make your eyes work too hard and that can't be good for your eyes. Mm, or my brain. 
It hurts my or head. Either one. <laughs> I, yeah. But I also use the super large, super bold text. And mm-hmm. I, I, I create the biggest, I think everything is in title because I mm-hmm. create a lot of notes, but it's all in title size for me. <laughs> right. Yeah. And uh, let's see. Oh, we already did the crossing. Why do people think that they we need help everywhere we go? Is that a bad thing? Is it a bad um, thing that people think that we need help? I mean, if I see somebody that I think needs help, like emptying their cart or something, I jump in and I don't ask them, you know? Right. So is it a bad thing? It's, it's it's not necessarily a bad thing, but I'm trying to find a way to put it when they think that, okay, so... For example, I was saying in one of my TikTok videos that like people will be walking beside me and we've walked about three blocks and you saw me get them, pass them by myself. So now all of a sudden we get to the fourth block and now you think I need help. Like what made you think I needed help if you saw me do it? Were they just ignoring you and just realized you were next to them and they were like, oh shit, I look bad. I better do something. Hard to ignore me with that with the cane. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of you. I know you saw me. You right. But, which um, one? Which do you use? Do you use the one that rolls, or uh, do you tap, no, or do you just kind of hold tap. it? I okay. use um, so NFB National Federation of the Blind. They have a free cane program, and you can just go on there, type in your email address, and they will send you a cane to your house. So I use those and they just have titanium tap tips on them. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I use those. Okay. I have the collapsible one. So I really yeah. love my cane though. I also have a collapsible, but I, so I went through a nine month training program and okay. the whole nine months you are not allowed to use collapsible canes because Ooh. this, the string in the middle, it takes away from the information that you receive. So, and I noticed there's a difference, like from almost a year using a straight cane with no, with nothing, a hollow one mm-hmm. and using the collapsible, there's definitely a difference. So I prefer my straight cane. Yeah. Interesting. I like, like this. The, yeah. The string in the middle absorbs the vibrations and all of that. So you're not getting that. So you might, I find when I have my collapsible cane, I'm tripping a lot more often. Mm. Yeah. Wow. I never even <laughs> thought of that. All I did yeah. was use it. Uh, I use it at the doctor's office. I, I mm-hmm. use it as a signal to let people know I don't see yeah. very well. Yeah. More, more than as an, as, an, as an assistive tool. Oh. And I, so that it, might be bad. <laughs> I mean, different strokes for different folks. But for me, um, it depends on the situation. Like, I, I travel a lot. Like, and when I say travel, I mean, I walk everywhere I go. I'm on the bus. Um, mm-hmm. I'm on trains. I need, I use my straight cane cause I need that information. But right. like, if I'm just going from point A to point B and I'm in a car or I'm with family members and I know they're not going to let me trip over anything, I'll bring my collapsible cane. Okay. It depends on what I'm doing. Yeah. Well, I understand. I do a lot. I, I hold friends backs, you know, so that yeah, I, you hold on to their shoulder. I, and I keep them on one side because then I can mm-hmm. see which way they're yes, walking. Yes, on the side that, yes, I do that it's too. All, it's just all these little things. And I will, I'll follow somebody. And also, 
really colorful objects at the store just capture mm-hmm. my attention. I will stand there in the laundry aisle looking at the dawn and yeah. the, the, you know, tide because of the mm-hmm. colors and stuff. <laughs> yeah. So you listen, you listen for cars when you cross the street. And I think I this do. is an, an important thing for people to understand mm-hmm. is that because I do, I'll pause at a street and if there's mm-hmm. no traffic, that still means I have to pause. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And because I'm listening and mm-hmm. a, a lot of times people will make noise at that point, you know, yes. they won't make noise <laughs> until that point. And then mm-hmm. all of a sudden, because I don't think they understand what we're doing. Could you explain right. why, what and why you're doing? Okay. So when I'm crossing the streets, like you said, I'm listening for traffic. So um, I live in a very busy city, so that's easy to do because, you know, it's always traffic. So depending on which way I'm facing, um, the parallel traffic, when they, the traffic beside me, parallel to me, when they're going, I can go. Perpendicular, I believe. (laughs) With the traffic in front of me, perpendicular, okay. When that traffic is going, I don't go. But if I get to the corner and someone starts talking to me, I have to, because I can't just, like, I, I have to go as soon as I hear traffic, my parallels start going. Mm-hmm. And I have to be paying attention. And as soon as they go, I have to hop off the curb before the turners start turning. I have right. to already be in the street. So if you're talking to me and I miss that point, I have to start the whole thing over again. So because you said something to me, I could be sitting at that corner for an extra five, ten minutes. Yeah. <laughs> it could be frustrating sometimes, but... But if we tell people ahead of time, when they see us, maybe they, they'll pay attention. You can pay attention to us and make sure we're safe without saying, do you need without, help at the wrong time? Yes. Yeah. I, I do notice, I do notice sometimes people, I see them watching me or like they'll stand there and they'll wait for me, you know, to make a mm-hmm. move. And then once I move, they're like, okay, she's fine. But then, you know, you have people who come up to you and they want to grab on you. And you, But those are the people that you're like, you know, those are the people that are throwing you off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Okay, but that's nice to know that there is people. I don't always see them looking around yeah. me, but Man, my friends, really my friends out. will tell me. People look out. They really like um, in the neighborhood where I'm live, where I live now. Um, I never noticed how many people notice me walking to and from and doing because I take a walk every day. Hmm. And like, if I'm gone for a little while, and I come back I'm like, "Hey, miss, we missed you. You staying safe?" And I'm like, "Okay." hey how you doing all right so people are very helpful i noticed that too my friend will tell me that people watch me you know what i mean yeah people watch yeah they do and it's always amazing the way people just they come out of nowhere to help and i really appreciate that yeah they do they really do just when you think nobody's there they're watching but i used to take that as people like people demeaning me you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. they thought I, they thought like I they needed think you help. Can't do it. But, yeah. But they just don't know. I mean, mm-hmm. they don't know. They don't know that there's a spectrum to blindness. It's mm-hmm. either all blind or not or blind. N- right. Right. So they just don't get those two. And that's where the education process comes in. Yeah. So yeah. this is one thing I did realize. I said, as soon as I went through this change, I'm going to be educating people for the rest of my life. It's so. the truth. Mm-hmm. you're the one to do it though Brittany you're the one to do it though <laughs> yeah. you got this personality you know and honestly what is this you're you're just too you're just too beautiful to be blind Brittany uh, uh, yeah that one <laughs> that one 
that one stresses me out the most. It really does because I know so many beautiful disabled people, not even just blind. So I, I'm just trying to figure out where did the stereotype that black people were not attractive come from. I would love to know that as well. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Because I get that a lot too, you know. Yeah, a, a, a whole lot. <laughs> but you do love doing your makeup and you have a hard time Ooh. seeing it. So I do kind of want to know, like, how do you know? Because do you feel, do you feel the makeup? Do, do you, um, how do you, how do you know that it's as good as it is? Cause I'll tell you from my point of view is zooming mm-hmm. as big as I can. Your makeup is pretty flawless. You know? <laughs> Thank you. You know, I try. <laughs> um, so so I've been having a lot of women, blind women asking me to do a tutorial, but I feel like it's like the way you put on your makeup as a blind woman is specific to each blind woman. Mm-hmm. And I say that because I found my own routine to figure it out for myself. But also I haven't always been blind. I've only been blind three years and I was really good at my makeup before. So a okay. lot of it is muscle memory, but um, like I have blind friends who put on makeup and like they put it in the refrigerator so that they can feel the cold sensation, you know, so that they can know exactly where they're putting it and things like that. But I would say the first step is knowing what each process in the makeup is, like knowing what concealer is and where it's supposed to go, knowing what foundation is and where it's supposed to go, you know? And once Mm -hmm. you know those things, you could come up with your own process to get it on and then like the first couple times like when I first went blind and I was trying to figure it out on my own I would phone a friend I would FaceTime like my mom or a trusted family member and say did I get it right and they'll say yes and then I know from then on that whatever I did to get it right that time I need to do it every time if that makes sense yeah it it makes total sense yeah i love that i do the same when i you know i do my own hair and so well i mean i shave yeah. my own hair and so yeah i have this this way of feeling you know as i'm going to see where the longer hair is and that so mm-hmm. i i totally understand i love the yeah. way that i love the way that the human mind can adapt mm-hmm. and do yes. things that and you're right oh, definitely I, I have a hard time telling people that I, I wasn't blind until I was about 35. So mm-hmm. it's been about 15 years, but I was a plumber's assistant. I mean, I, I cleaned carpets for a living. I was a mover. <laughs> There's things that I know how to do in my sleep. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> right, right. Exactly. Like these are, it's just, you just remember. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I always ask people, how do you, how do you remember? How do you know how to walk? You know, you just do it. How do you know how to breathe? Exactly. You just do it. That's what just, that's you know, what I do. Riding a bike, you never forget how to ride a bike. How to drive a and, car, you never forget how to drive a car. That's right. That's, mm-hmm. People ask me if I can drive, and I say I can drive, but I don't want to endanger the whole world doing right. it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, because if you see me behind it, well, y'all better move. <laughs> yeah, because we're headed to the emergency room. Yes. That is the only way you will get me behind the wheel. Yes. So. Before we go on, you mentioned that you use Uber and Lyft, and a lot of times that's why I bring my cane is so they recognize that yes. that I can't see. That. How do you recognize an Uber or a Lyft from other cars that are just coming up to the building? Um, so I do have enough residual vision to see colors, so I okay. look and see what color the car is on my phone. But um, usually I call them and I say, "Hey, honk your horn." 
Mm, And, you know, and then when I get to the car, I say, who are you here for? I don't say my name, but who are you here for? And they say, Brittany, okay, this is the car I'm supposed to be in. Yeah. Or get out of my car. Who are you? I'm picking up grandma. (laughs) Right. (laughs) There has been a situation where I accidentally got in the wrong Uber. So, like, I guess two Ubers were sitting outside and the person I was supposed to get in that in mine, I was in theirs and they were in mine. Right. <laughs> and I was like, so that's when I started just saying like, hey, who are you here for? Okay. Yeah. Okay. I tried changing my picture to the handicap symbol so they would know, but I try. I just well, that's try a good one. It. I never thought about that. Yeah. I mean, it takes away from your, yeah. I think it, it populates from your face. I'm not sure. I'm still trying to figure that stuff out. <laughs> well, I don't know. But I, I mean, I have met um, some disabled people, like, because I know people who are blind and in a wheelchair. And mm. um, they say that the driver, knowing that they are disabled, they won't come. Like, I've had a lot of, I've heard a lot of people complaining, like, oh, they didn't want to accommodate my wheelchair. They didn't want, yeah. they didn't want my dog in their car. Like right. I've even had drivers have an issue with my cane. They didn't want it yeah. in their car. <laughs> right. So what I learned in training, the safest thing to do is the safest place for your cane um, is like in between the seat and the door. Okay. So, you know, that little right. tiny space. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you put it there, and they're like, I don't want your game right there. And I'm like, well, that's the safest place for it, so it's not bothering anybody over there. And we usually do it on the passenger side so that it's right. not, yeah. I've had, yeah, we're never I've on had, the driver's side. Yeah, well, I mean, like, from the, oh, well, I'm thinking about a straight cane because <laughs> if, cause if there's, like, if I, it depends on what side you pick me up on, I might be on the driver's side in the back. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then I put my cane through and they don't like it. They don't want the cane next to them. <laughs> so. That's really sad. And something mm-hmm. you else you just said was that you know people that are in wheelchairs and blind. And mm-hmm. I think there's this uh stigma that if we're blind, there can't there can't be anything else wrong with us. We're just oh. that's our that's our cross to bear yeah. and you know, so we're never mm-hmm. we're never in pain. We, I don't know the other disabilities that we could have. We can't be mm-hmm. autistic, we can't, you know, be introverts. We you know, we right. have to be who we are. Mm-hmm. I mean, I also feel the opposite as well, though, because I also feel like people automatically assume that, oh, you're blind, so you must be autistic, too. Or you're, you're blind, so you must be mentally retarded, too. And then that's when you have them talking to you, like, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> or like they hear you say something intelligent or you crack a joke or they're like, and they're like, oh, you're smart. <laughs> and it's like, yeah. yeah. Never said yeah. I wasn't. <laughs> you know, somebody told me the other day, they were like, I have this, here's the vacuum. And I'm like, thank you. And they're like, now you can use the attachment like this, or you can use this attachment. And then mm-hmm. she literally held up the vacuum, pulled the attachment off and said, mm-hmm. or you can even use it without the attachment. And I <laughs> thought, how stupid do you think right? that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, like I knew that. Okay. Okay. Um... Yeah, all right. So you said you, you did say something and I know I'm referencing the podcast mm-hmm. a lot. It's mainly what it's I know hard. about you though. Yeah. But I am looking forward to getting to know you better. Yeah. But you did say on the Fill Your Cup podcast, that's Fill Your with a U-R. Yes. <laughs> you said, um, I might not experience something the way you do, but it's it's still, it's still an, experience. an experience. Yeah. 
can you explain that? Because I don't think people understand that. So um, oftentimes I get the, the I get the comment, oh, I'd much rather be in a wheelchair than blind because you can't even see the sunset. Mm. And I'm like, okay, well, you experienced it by looking at it. I felt it. You know, you can, you, you feel the sun, you know, you feel the temperature of the air, flowers, for example. I could feel the petals. I can smell them. Mm-hmm. There's there's so many different ways to experience something. Shopping, and I, I love to use this with, you know, when I meet blind women, you go in the store and you don't just see it. Like what woman you know just sees it and, you know, they pick it up, they touch mm-hmm. it, they feel with the textures, you put it on your shoulder, see how it feels on you, yeah. you know? So there's several different ways to experience something. There's more than one sense. Yeah. So. It's like, it, I like taking pictures because I frame things really well, mm-hmm. but I don't, I don't catch details, but I think mm-hmm. like Mon- Monet and his blurriness, I think I have a sit- certain artistic style because of my sight. Right, know? And it's, right. It's, it's just as valid as anybody else's <clears throat> it is. Vi- vision of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like that. So you, you've, you've, been assisted by a lot of organizations and Mm -hmm. you're you're in the community now and now you're an inspiration Brittany now (laughs) now the world is looking for you to you for advice is there any shout outs you have any organizations that really deserve a mention listen shout out to the NFB (laughs) National Federation of the Blind they did it they really did it for me um doors division of rehabilitation services they were second they came in they have a lot of resources. Um, I, most of the things that I found to help me, I found through doors. So I found support groups. Um, I found classes that are geared towards blind people. Um, I found a training center. Um, I went to Blind Industries and Services of Maryland. If I'm not mistaken, every state has a Blind Industries. Okay. Um, they were a really good source. They taught me how to cook, how to clean. Even though I knew how to do those things already, they, they gave you like little tips and techniques to um to use, you know, non-visually. Right. So they taught me how to cook, how to clean. They taught me how to cane travel, which is crossing streets, um, you know, going to the grocery store, how to get the shopper to help you. They teach you a lot of things. Like it's there's so many things that I learned through them. I um, like that. And for everybody listening, you can find the the links to those those organizations that Brittany just mentioned in the description portion of this episode. Because mm-hmm. I think it's important if you're not blind to educate yourself on the needs of the blind. And if you are blind, it's a great resource for you to begin with. So thank you for that. And then mm-hmm. of course one of the best resources of all, in my opinion. Where can we find you? Me? <laughs> yeah, you. Um, I am on Instagram. Um, my name on Instagram is three underscores blind beauty, and it's spelled correctly, no spaces. Um, oh. And on TikTok, I am two underscores blind beauty, no spaces, spelled correctly, underscore. Perfect. And you have you have you're pretty inspirational on TikTok. I really love it. And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward. I I really I mean, 
I did. I thought I was alone. And so, you know, I understand our in- intersectionalities don't intersect na- naturally other than the blindness, but I'm really mm-hmm. happy that I met you. Oh, I'm, I'm happy I met you too. This is a blessing. Then, <laughs> of course, go listen to the Fill Your Cup podcast Please. with, um, with Jack, uh, Nikki J. Mm-hmm. And so my girlfriend's name is Nikki and my name is Jason. So it was really easy to remember Nikki <laughs> J. But I always wanted yeah. to go the other way too. <laughs> yeah. And your episode was amazing. If people want to know about more about you, you know, um, your makeup and your style and your mm-hmm. personality, they really have to go check that out. Otherwise, okay. follow her TikTok because it just has some really amazing amounts of video. I appreciate you. you I appreciate yeah. you. Thank you so very much. No problem. I guess that's our show. Is there oh. anything else you wanted to uh, <laughs> you want to shout out before we go? No, that's about it. Okay. No lessons you need the people to know. Just um, hey, don't be ashamed. People. That's all I'm gonna say. I love it. That's where I'm going. <laughs> thank you, mm-hmm. Brittany. All right, thank you. Have a great day. To those who would tear the world down, we will defeat you. This is our moment. This is our time. To those who seek peace and security, we support you. Yes, we can. And to all those who have wondered if America's beacon still burns as bright, tonight we prove once more that the true strength of our nation comes not from the might of our arms or the scale of our wealth, but from the enduring power of our ideals, democracy, liberty, opportunity, and unyielding hope. Let me tell you something you already know. The world ain't all sunshine and rainbow. It's a very mean and nasty place, and I don't care how tough you are, it will beat you to your knees. You, me, or nobody is going to hit as hard as life. Ask not yes, we can. what your country can do for you. I have a dream. Ask what you can do for your country. My poor little children. Yes, we can. One day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. I don't have to tell you things are bad. Everybody knows things are bad. It's a depression. In this lifetime, you don't have to prove nothing to nobody except yourself. It ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. Welcome to Public Access America. Yes, we can. Now on Instagram and SoundCloud. We wanted to run out of that tunnel for my dad. On Twitter. Podcast for Stitcher Smart Radio app, Potable and Spotify. Yes, we can. Public Access America. History in the making. Making history in the making. Hands off. 
my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durban Marshall credit card bill.